This is a Quite the Thing media production of Quite the Music, distributed as part of Quite the Music collab. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Quite the Music. I'm your host Gary Morris and joining us this month we've got quite the guests. Uh, on last month's show we had uh, Sean Smith um, from Save Difference and from the same management label uh, we've got the wonderful Alan G. Evening Alan, thanks for joining us. Hello, how are you? How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, slight Skype technical problems behind. Um, yeah, everything's going really, it really well. It was indeed. It was indeed. And yeah, myself and Sean, we're not actually. We've both got different managers, but we were with the same label for a while, and then we right. got a bit together. So that's kind of um, how we we've worked together and know each other, mm. and been drunk together as well. To be honest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think one of the the good things about doing a show like this is you get to come across people you've maybe not quite heard of before just by doing some research and some digging uh, and that's how I obviously came across yourself just by kind of doing a bit of research into everything that Sean had been doing post X Factor uh, yeah. and then that's how I kind of stumbled across um, everything that you've been doing and it's been quite quite a few years in terms of the kind of success you've been having. Um, yeah I mean I've been lucky I, I trained in musical theatre originally obviously we're both Scottish um, I trained in Scotland and I lived in London for 15 years doing shows and musical theatre and stuff but then um, I got more into recording when I did voiceover for BBC I did voiceover for the Disney Channel and then I got the opportunity to do some dance music which is very much my my thing that whole yeah. um, Euro dancey um, and so I worked with Energize, which is where me and Sean were both working with Energize Records, um, and obviously we're both away with different labels now. So that's kind of how all that came that came together. Yeah, but I've been very lucky, um, mainly obviously the LGBTQ scene for me. Yeah. Um, but yes, I have. I, I can't complain. I have been um, very busy for many years and lucky in that, that sense, um, which has been great to be honest. And been able to work with some really big names within the industry in terms of like doing supporting tours and things with them, like uh, some of the big names like the Venga Boys, F Club. Boys. Yeah, um, I mean, the thing is about the, the whole sort of like festival, especially Pride scene, um, it allows you to sort of like cross paths. And then there's various agents that, you know, we've all got various agents. For myself, I've, I've got obviously like Lynn P management as my manager, but then we work with different agents for bookings and because they then book these these gigs you're then put in and put on to the same you know in front of thousands and thousands of people so it's great to build your own profile i mean the past couple of years has been very nice for me because i've managed to headline a few of the events myself now which has been fantastic and um, but yeah you just get to work with loads of different people which I, I always enjoy which i've always enjoyed no matter whether it's doing theater or doing you know music it's great to work with different writers producers um, and just just work on different things. It's exciting, you know. I'm very lucky to do what we do for a living, you know. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think especially over the last kind of 18 months or so when the world's all been locked down, it must be difficult. With the scene, obviously, you're in really thrives on kind of live performance and yeah, you know, yeah, live I mean, audience I, and people engaging. So, yeah, I mean, I think I've been slightly lucky in the sense that um, I'm now no longer exclusive with one label. So, I've been working with a few different labels and during uh, the past year, you know, like say 18 months, I've managed to go into the studio for um, a few different labels and record some different material, which means it can all be done remotely. So in between sort of lockdowns and stuff where obviously a studio, you're in there by yourself and another person's behind a window. So we were allowed to do certain certain things. So I've been quite lucky that way. But yeah, the, the whole performance, no matter whether you're in comedy, theatre, music, festivals, it's just been left by the wayside, unfortunately, which is it's going to take a while for that to rebuild which is sad. Yeah, absolutely. But things appear to be starting to open up a little bit. And I know you, you've got a few gigs kind of lined up over the next couple of months uh, across yeah. the UK, just get, getting back out there. Yeah, um, yeah, and there's also quite a few now coming back. And I was supposed to be last, no, I'd say I don't even know what year we're on, guys. <laughs> I, <don't even> <laughs> um, I was supposed to be 2009. So 2020, I was supposed to be in like in Benidorm, uh, Gran Canaria, Malaga. Like I had all these things put in. So some of them are starting to creep back in again for a lot later on, but they're starting to sort of think about it and plan it for sort of the future. So yeah, luckily, um, you know, uh, for me and Linda, my manager, we, the the phone's been going and things have been sort of changing. But my only thing is the reluctancy, which I'm sure, like no matter who you are, any listeners and stuff, like because things have changed so much something comes in and you're a bit you're kind of putting it in the diary like is it going to happen is something else going to go on here so that's been the really hard thing I think for everybody yeah that's me I've got tickets for steps in the razor this winter and I'm just hoping that that all happens and kind of can get back back to to seeing some live music because there's nothing nothing beats it no exactly yeah you're right you're right um perfect so as I said I've kind of came across kind of your music relatively recently but we've got an album that dates back a couple of years that's available on all kind of streaming platforms and when listening back to it there's loads of kind of really kind of fun covers of songs that a lot of people will know but you've kind of put your own spin on it and uh obviously the, the title of the album love and pride the, the old king song from the 80s mm-hmm. and uh, tell me how putting that album came together and uh what was the reason behind kind of picking some of those tracks well, actually, what it was was I had done. Um, I'd worked with Energize for you for for a good few years, and we had done all these as singles, and um, we were kind of tying everything up in the end. And there was a few that hadn't been released, and they decided like let's put out let's put out sort of a, an album. So a lot of those had been heard already as singles, but they got new mixes done on them, and they'd you know a bit of a different sort of spin on it from from various um producers and stuff like that and so we kind of put it together because also i was then going on to do some i was then moving away from energize to go and work with a few different labels who'd approached me and um, still love the energize boys we still got we you know i still see them and it's it's great but it was just for me it was that kind of time to move forward so it was just really nice and love and pride for me was quite a quite a big cover because i ended up doing it i mean I was at that year I think I must have been about sort of 19 prides across the UK so I ended up performing it at so many events and and even if you're young and you don't remember the original or if you let me in you remember it <laughs> <laughs> not at all but you know, I think because because of the lyrics and stuff it just fits 
that whole mm. fight scene and um and it was just a great name to put it as just to tie everything up on on an, an album which um was great it was really uh, you know I, I all the tracks um that that were on there i've got for me different memories because they were recorded over a period of time do you know what i mean so it wasn't like we didn't go into the shoes to go okay let's spend the next x amount of months putting an album together it was like just all different singles that we had done over the years so it was nice to bring it all together sort of at the end yeah we've got the the old bros song i owe you nothing on there as well which again for a child of the 80s like myself it's good to kind of hear that kind of modernized and kind of given the the kind of club feel to it and um that's a really good one but the song I love that that track, but it's funny. I don't really do it to any sort of live live like live PA's and stuff like that. Oh, really? Okay. Well, because the amount, you know, I have done it before, and and maybe this is it is showing the age, but there's so many that don't um that don't know it. There's so hmm. many that don't that don't know it, which which it just shows you the way that music's so different, you know, yeah. now and stuff. And um, so yeah, I don't really get to perform that one as much, but I love to sing it. I love it. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, and there's one on there that's kind of bit more modern but the superman it's not easy the old fight for fighting one and i've loved that song originally and i know it kind of get done on the likes of x factor and the voice and things like that but you've really given it your own spin on there as well and um that's a fun song to do yeah yeah as um one of the things for me for that i mean i have to say it's not one of my favorite i will be very very honest with your listeners i will be very honest and i just i think um I just think at the time when it was when I released it, there was there was sort of like a lot of more other stuff going on. So I don't think it got given the sort of um, probably the sort of promotion that it needed. So then I didn't really do it that often, didn't do that much. But what was lovely for me was it was um, I've known Nikki, I've known Nikki French for for a while, and uh, she that's the first time she ever did some backing vocals for me, which was just amazing to have because I've you know I've loved Nikki for years, and just to have somebody like that doing some backing vocals for you was just amazing. <laughs> you know, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so it was, it, you know, yeah, again, that's what I'm saying. Every track's got a nice memory for me. Do you know that way? Like something that's uh, that stands out to me, and that's one of them, just because I do love Nikki dearly. No, absolutely. And just recently, you've obviously re-released uh, Drama Queen um, off the back of it being featured on uh, a, a kind of quite noto- notorious uh, documentary that, that just came out recently. Yeah, so um, Drama Queen had never been released as a single and I recorded it uh, and Matt Pop put it out on, t- on his album. Um, and then I know the producers that are doing the documentary, and the documentary is uh, about David Raven, who's Maisie Trillet, who's the oldest drag working drag queen in the UK, and is in fact the second oldest working drag queen in the world. Um, I mean, 87 and still putting your heels and your wig on and belting out the old tunes <laughs> is, is quite something. Um, so the producers wanted to use bits of it in the documentary, and so we thought, look, let's re-record it. Um, so it's Belly Erskine that's doing, who's uh, you know very big on the, on the dance scene. Uh, she's doing the backing vocals on it. We've got Seventh Heaven production on it, and we just did a, we did the campus video that we could by having fourteen drag queens and four half naked men. So I mean, it was a, a fun, fun old time to do the track, and it's just fun. I think yeah. after everything we've been through, it's a really fun, over the top track, and it was just good to to revisit it and do it, um, do it as a single, you know. Mm. 
And I think uh, I was seen on your socials recently. It's kind of hitting the kind of twenty five thousand downloads already, and it's only been out a couple of weeks. So it well, it's to... just reached forty four thousand. Wow. Nice. Yes, yeah, so it's reading really, really well. So it's downloading really well and like streaming really well, and uh, and it's getting loads of views on YouTube. So it's doing well. Although a, a very, I won't say who it was, but a, a very well-known artist once said to me, "You shouldn't be thinking of the numbers, dear. You're the artist." <laughs> I thought, "Oh, really?" Yeah. Which is interesting. <laughs> I thought we've not got a choice. We keep getting told them. We've got it. We couldn't know what's going on with other music. Do you know what I mean? Mm, no, absolutely. And in terms of yourself. Like, you mentioned Seventh Heaven. I mentioned earlier, obviously myself being a big Steps fan, so they've been right. responsible for some of the the kind of best remixes that they've done over the last twenty years. So we're obviously working with, with Seventh Heaven, who have worked with some of the biggest names in the industry, oh. Steps and Kylie. That that must have been fun. Oh yeah, I mean they're just the lot. They're just they're so. I mean they've worked with Cher, they've worked with, you know you think, and then you look down the list and there's me. You're like, mm, okay, yeah, I'll take that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just it was really nice. They they are. They're fantastic. They're immensely talented. They're so good. You, their productions and stuff are just you, you just know, like you say, because you're state. I'm a huge state fan as well. Um, they just they just bring some a bit, bring it a different the sort of feel to it, and it's still that dancey, and it just makes you want to get up and kind of you know join in and dance around. And so it was great. It was really really good to work with them. They they are um, very easy to work with as well, which was lovely. And um, yeah, it just it was just really it was really good to kind of come out of what we've just been through in the past eighteen months with a track like this, mm. working with producers like them. Do you know what I mean? It's just really nice to have something quite upbeat, you know, and yeah. trying to be a bit, you know, because let's be honest, it's not exactly been a fun eighteen months. It's it's not, <laughs> no, but first time I heard that, I felt it had a right kind of Eurovision kind of feel to it, and it's to me the type of song that the UK are very good at that they don't put out. Yeah, the competitions and to me, if they were to put that type of song out there, I think it would do so much better than some of the stuff that we've done over the last kind of three, four years that has just met to radio silence across Europe. And I think well, sometimes we don't play to our strengths that way and kind of send ourselves up a little bit and having fun. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, the thing is about it. So it, it was a Eurovision track. That's where it originally started. It was 2007 entry for Denmark, but it only oh, right, okay. it only got to the semi-finals. I mean, I say only. I mean, I mean that's still amazing. But what I mean is, it never went to the final. So, um, so I mean, I heard it years ago, and when I heard it, I thought, oh, that is just. I mean, and it is camp. It's camp, and it's fun. But I think I think you're right because I think um, I, I've I've submitted. I've had a few writers who have asked me to lay vocals for Eurovision. So it's I've been put forward three times and, and nothing's came of it, which, you know, is, is unfortunate. It's just the way, the way that it goes. But um, I think a track like this, although that it's fun and it's and it's that kind of Euro sound and it's upbeat, um, it's still a big sing. You know, you've still got to have the vocal in there. Yeah. And that's obviously what the Eurovision Song Contest is about. They want some good vocals. And, and I think, yeah, that maybe we could find something a bit more like that where... It kind of brings the two together, um, but you know we all know these things are are done by the powers that be, and it's up to them who who gets put forward. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, absolutely. So talk to us a little bit how you got into the industry in the first place, Alan, and kind of your own musical influences before you kind of started recording your own stuff. As you say, you mentioned you started off in the kind of musical theatre world, uh, but what um, well, were you listening to growing up? So. 
Well, yeah, I was mad. I mean, uh, growing up for me, it was all about musicals. It was all shows. It was all show tunes. And it was just, I mean, m my mum, who's no longer here, or my gran, who's no longer here, would both probably say that I came, I came step kicking and singing out of the womb because I would just never stop when I was young. So I've always done that from really early age. And then um, when I was at school and stuff, I knew this is what I wanted to do. So I uh, went to train in musical theatre. Uh, did it for three years. It was through Motherwell that I trained and then I went down to London at the age of 19 and luckily enough I had quite a lot of friends who had been there like who had been in courses before me so they were down like Scottish friends that were down there and they kind of helped me get in with various agents and meet you know various casting people and so it was all it was all about that but me personally of what you know for me going out and night out I used to love to go to GAY and like when Kylie was on her Sunday, it was just like, oh, my God. And my, one of my favourites is Danny. I love Danny Minogue. And when she did all her dance music, I, I just absolutely, I loved all the stuff that she did. Obviously, Kylie is amazing, you know, I'm not, mm. but I'm not comparing them because I love them both. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just loved all that kind of, you know, all that stuff that she used to do and, um, like, put the needle on it and just, just so many of them. And so the more I listened to that kind of stuff, and I was still doing theatre, and then um, just when the opportunity to come up, like come up to sort of record some, lay some vocals for some dance tunes, I was like, oh, that's, I was just in the studio thinking this is what I want to do. Like, I just want to do it. And and I still would do, you know, the third thing comes up show wise and theatre stuff comes up. But I do focus now on the music. And like I say, right now I'm working uh, with an American label, which is I can't go out there, unfortunately, at the moment. But um, okay. so, um, yeah, so I, I just... I think I'm I'm very much like focused now on want to work with different writers, producers in that dance, you know, that kind of dance vein. And yeah, I would say your Danny Minogue, your even your Cascada and all that stuff. Like, and Cascada did Eurovision. But my ultimate ultimate goal would be to represent for Eurovision. That's what I would love to do. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll we'll get right behind you on that one. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, there's not been a Scottish person since 1988. Wow. Okay, I, I'm a big Euro Euro fan, so I, I, yeah. I, 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 I love it. I have parties every year for it. So well, um, this the last person that did it lost to Celine Dion. So I mean, you know, that's not bad. If Scotland can get you second. You know, <laughs> send one of, send one of us over there. Come on, send us over. Yeah, well, who do I write to? We'll, 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 we'll set, set something up on Twitter once. Uh, <laughs> send this over out, and we'll see if we can get some traction behind you with, with the listeners to the show, which would be which would be fab. Let's get all behind Alan for 2022. Yes, I'd love that. Let's do that. Especially with being in Italy as well, I'm sure they'd be they'd be right behind us after obviously them winning this year. So, <laughs> yes, that's true. Very true. Very true. Lovely. So you mentioned obviously the, the kind of dance influence. Now there was a kind of big dance star from the eighties and nineties that you had the pleasure of working with a couple of years back in Rosala. Um and that song was quite a little bit different for you in terms of it was a bit more kind of stripped back and a bit more kind of um, yeah, it was mostly it... as kind of clubby as such, but it was one that I think it kind of took you in a slightly different direction. Yeah, it was more story-led, if I'm honest. Um, but the one thing that when we heard the track was that we knew the story, the song's called Breaking My Heart, and uh, we knew that it couldn't be a song that was going to be about breaking each other's hearts. 
because uh, it just it, it just wouldn't be believable. I mean, me, me and Rosella became very good friends, which is lovely, and we have so much fun. We do. We're actually quite, we've got a couple of gigs this summer together, which is great. Fingers oh, crossed. Fingers crossed, no COVID stops us. And um, and yeah, it was more story led, but we went down the route of that um, that she, you know, her partner had broken her heart, my partner had broken my heart, and as friends we were singing it together, which is why at the end of the video we come together and we just have one big party, thinking, do you know what? Let's just have a good time, you know, men come and go kind of thing. And so it was very different. And um, some of the mixes though were very very clubby, um, but yeah, as a as a track. Um, it was very much more story-led than it was sort of like dance-led, if that makes sense. No, no, absolutely. Um, so if people obviously aren't overly aware of Alan J, the artist, um, mm-hmm. if they're going online to kind of look you up, where where do you direct them? What would you say is your, your kind of biggest hits to get into you as, as an artist? Um, AlanJ.com, just A-L-L-A-N-J-Y.com, AlanJ.com. It's got links to all my social media which is run by uh, Karen at Kerpau, who's fantastic. Um, so there's links to all my social media, there's links to where all my gigs are, and there's links to all the videos. So everything's just at alanj.com. Super, um, fantastic. And you mentioned obviously working with new labels and stuff now. So when can we expect more music out? So have you got an actual yeah. plan date of when we can hear new stuff or is it just more to come? Well, we no. Well, we did have, um, unfortunately. So, um, I'm I'm working with Moore Music, who is uh, there's a DJ Rob Moore that's over in America, and he works with a lot of the the, the sort of big DJs out there that do many of the circuit parties and do many of the sort of like stuff like Miami Beach stuff and they call that kind of thing. And um, he approached me about some stuff that he wanted a vocal laid on. So it's a little bit different the way that the way that this one works in the sense that he approached me saying this is the song I intend to release with Julie the vocal so it's not like as an artist we're choosing the songs together or um but it's, they're so nice to work with but of course we've had to do it all remotely you know we've had to, I've had to record here in, in Scotland and then we send it over and obviously the vocals get mastered and they're mixing and they're producing and stuff like that so actually what we've ended up doing is had we've got a couple lined up um, and we're just going to wait for the right time um, when things are a little bit different in America and I'm hoping to get out to America that that was the plan so I think we're just going to keep these productions getting produced see what you know what we think of when it'd be a good time to release and obviously see what happens with restrictions of whether you can travel or what you can do and just sort of take it from there but the nice thing about this is that we're kind of building up a little catalogue so we'll have a few to go bang 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 and sort of release um, over a period of months which will be great. Perfect. And obviously, as things open up now a little bit more as well, hopefully we can get out and see you actually performing as well. So you get any kind of gigs lined up in Scotland and kind of be across the UK that people can can see you over the next few months? Well, then sadly not in Scotland, because obviously we've got so slightly more restrictions than anybody else. Mm. I had a few things that have now had to be cancelled. But from the end of this month, I literally... Um, I'm away every weekend down south to various clubs, a couple of prides, which is great. That some of them have managed to. They're going to be a little bit different, obviously. It's not going to be the same prides that we all know and love that we kind of mm. go to. But um, so yeah, that's me right right through to September at the moment. So I'm just hoping. Let's just hope. <laughs> I keep saying this, like please, nothing change again, please. Yeah. 
I think yeah. as well with the Pride Festivals as well as that audience has been cooped up for a year as well. So there's a, a lot of energy to come out um, for, for live music and parts. Well, yeah, and, and you know, so. there's a few of the ones that have been moved that are abroad till uh, sort of late, because obviously they still have the weather, um, till sort of later in the, in the year. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed by then that the tra- travel restrictions, or at least we'll have a way of travelling, you know, that we'll know we can kind of go places, because I do, I think we all need live events, and we need, well, we need it all, whether it's theatre, comedy, we need everything, you know, we, we need to, uh, no matter who you are, it's good to go and see something live, and enjoy it, and experience it. No, absolutely, I uh, wish you all the best with those uh, live performances, and obviously the, the track as well, Drama Queen, just released a couple of weeks ago, get out to Spotify or Apple Music or whatever your, your streaming platform of choice is, uh, get downloading that, listening to it, check out the video on YouTube as well, it's a it's a fun party track for, for your summer, and we've got the weather just now in the UK as well, so um, yeah, get, let's get it cranked up and uh, get people out uh, enjoying the music. Definitely. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much, Alan. You've, you've been a pleasure to, to speak with. Oh, thank um, you so much for having me on. It's been lovely. No problem. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.
to a quite the thing media production of Quite the Music, distributed as part of Quite the Music collab.